life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark Labusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark Labusque here for the Simply Practically Human podcast, coming to you from my hotel room at the... Um, Holiday Inn at Parramatta out in New South Wales. I'm up here running a two-day human manager experience with a, a great bunch of human beings, but I've also got to get this recording done for Andy. So um, instead of sticking my head in the ground and um, and not going ahead with it, I thought I'd try and use some technology and get it happening. So going to make it short and sharp. It is the Friday 4S version, short, sharp, self-indulgent solo podcast. And I wanted to um, talk today about flipping stuff. and maybe flipping the way that we we look at things in the workplace and maybe flipping a few things on the way we look at ourselves. So some of you may have heard this one before in regards to flipping, doing, and being. So this is the first one I'm going to talk about. We are human beings that have become human doings. And I think we get so caught up in our busyness today that we just go straight to our to-do lists. And what I want you to do is to flip that and start with your to-be list. That's correct. Um, there is such a thing as a to-be list. I don't know many people that have them. I don't come across many that have them. Perhaps you have one. Perhaps you don't. But here's a chance for you to think about creating your own to-be list that comes before your to-do list. Because I think if we flip that, there's a lot of opportunity for us to be really, really conscious and aware of how we turn up and choose to be at any particular situation. So if I think about today in the program, and I always start my human manager experience with this idea of flipping being and doing. After all, we are human beings before we were human doings. So the question I ask people is, how are you going to choose to be today in this experience? And I hear lots of different things. It might be Today, I heard things like, I want to be open, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be a engaged listener, I'm going to be transparent, I'm going to be a sponge because I want to learn, I'm going to be engaged because usually at these things I get sent to, that's right, sent to, I'm thinking of a hundred other things or a thousand other things that are going on. It's really important, I think, for us to, to start to ask this question of how you're going to choose to be. And perhaps you can do that in a meeting that you're in. The next time you're starting with a meeting and by flipping it rather than having a bit of, you know, three or four minutes of small talk and banter like we usually do. How was the weekend? How's your footy team? How was your holiday? Okay, now we better get into what we're doing and straight into the work in progress report or whatever we do, the action plan, and we go straight through I'm going to say important but potentially mind-numbing sheets of action items on what we're supposed to be doing. How about you think about this and start the meeting by going around the room and asking people, how are you going to choose to be in this meeting today? Because the power of that can be that it starts to remove some assumptions you have usually during or towards the end of a meeting when Perhaps someone's a bit quiet or maybe someone's a bit boisterous. Maybe someone's a bit agitative in that meeting and they're, they're stirring the pot a little bit and you start to make assumptions like, oh, they're just not fitting in today, they don't get it, or if they're quiet, 
I wonder what's going on with them. They didn't really offer much today. I might catch up with them after and have a chat with them. But if you give people the opportunity to talk about how they're going to choose to be, then maybe some of these assumptions we come up with and these stories that we start to create about them can disappear. So this is, again, about flipping things from where we usually start. One thing I'll say to you with that is that it can be a little bit daunting and off-putting for people when you do it because our brains have become so bloody hardwired into doing stuff. So when you ask people to talk about how they're going to choose to be, and if they look at you with a bit of a blank stare on their faces and they're a little bit nervous and apprehensive and they can't quite get the words out, it's because there's a need for them to rewire a bit as you flip things. One of my tips on this, fellow humans, would be for you to go first. So first of all, tell them why you're doing it because you need to make sense. So the reason that I'm going to ask you about how you're going to choose to be in this meeting is so I don't make assumptions about the way that you are conducting yourself in the meeting or choosing to be, and then ask them the question about how you're going to choose to be, and more importantly, ask them why. So someone might say, I'm going to be a bit quiet today because I'm a little distracted about some things that are going on outside of work. Like that's a really important share. So then I'm not going to make assumptions that they weren't contributing because I know they'd made a very deliberate choice to be a certain way given some circumstances that they were facing into at the time. So I think that's the first one. That, that can work really well. The second one on flipping I want to talk to you about today is flipping enjoyment and achievement. Again, you can do this in a meeting situation. I'd sort of leave it for once a month. And this is a great way to continue to build and foster connection and deeper connection with yourself, with your team, and with your team members, with each other. Drop these questions on them. So the first one is, what did you enjoy at work this month? What did you enjoy at work this month? And you might be really fascinated to find out that the things that people will talk about that they enjoyed are usually those really critical behavioral things that happened between people. I really enjoyed when we got together and, and worked really hard on solving that problem that we, we couldn't get through. We took that time, we debated it, we challenged each other's perspectives, and we came up with some sort of solution to something that was a, a big and potentially nasty problem. So enjoying that interaction between people, enjoying the appreciation and acknowledgement that I received this month for some work that I did, the enjoyment in the recognition that comes of that. So there's a whole lot of different ways that people could share with you what they enjoyed in the workplace. And then the second part of it is, what did you achieve outside of the workplace? And this is a very deliberate question to continue to foster and encourage people to talk about things outside of the workplace in the workplace. So for instance, you know, might have you might have achieved something or it might have been someone in your family that's achieved something, but it's helping to continue to build that connection. So throwing those sorts of things out there, I think are really valuable. Now, why is that flipping it? I hope that it's as obvious to you as it is to me is usually we're talking about achievements in the workplace and what we enjoy or enjoyment outside the workplace. And I just think if we got a bit more creative and a little bit more clever as human beings, and we flip this, that 
we'd start to find out a lot more about each other. We'd start to find out a lot more about what our human beings are enjoying at work so we can encourage more of that to happen and what they're achieving outside of work so we can continue to know and learn more about each other. Like I heard some incredible stories in my time in the corporate world when I use these with my people, things that I don't think I would have found out about unless by some sort of accident if we hadn't have been as structured as we had been and a little bit formal around flipping enjoyment and achievement. So I guess my call to action to you as I round this one out today is the first thing is about incorporating into your meetings and giving it a go that before we get into the doing, let's go to the being and ask the question, go around the room, how are you going to choose to be in this meeting? Give people some idea of why you're doing it. And then the second one is this monthly situation of flipping enjoyment and achievement on their heads so that we get to truly understand that most of what people enjoy in the workplace is what happens between human beings. And then secondly, that that achievement can continue to build and foster that deeper human-to-human connection. Hey, if you love this one, short and sharp as it is, it's giving you some great ideas. Why don't you rate it five stars and give us a little message about why you loved it. And if you liked it, and if you think it's something worth using, perhaps play it. It's only a 10-minute podcast. Play it in your next meeting and have a conversation about how you can incorporate some of these simple and practical tools and tips to bring more human into your workplace. But until next time, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now.